This podcast is part of the Bombpod Media Network. Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. everyone to episode 69 of hillbilly horror stories glad to have all of you back i'm jerry and i'm joined by what are you <laughs> <wait>? <laughs> i don't know what happened there. oh I'm, your day <laughs> i'm jerry and i'm joining with tracy hey guys <laughs> and uh you heard a little uh promo of a uh, bomb pod media show paranormal punchers you get a chance to check that out that's another fun show i think you'll like yeah um all right, before we get into uh, the introductions and stuff tonight, I wanted to just do a little housekeeping. First of all, last week's episode had a noticeable buzz or a hum in it uh, due to a faulty power cord we had. We've got that fixed. So I apologize. That actually got past us without us uh, realizing it. So it's you can only hear it really when you've got headphones on or or uh, like if you're listening to it like in a car or something where it's pretty loud. Like if you're just listening to your phone uh, or through the laptop like we do, we didn't hear it. Yeah, so there was something else annoying other than me. 
last yeah. week's show. Yeah, but we can say that she did plug the equipment in, so I, we can still blame her for that. <laughs> Either way. Um, and the other thing was, we did a little comedy sketch uh, at the end of last week's show, a little uh, fake Harry Carey impersonation. It was all meant, and there's my voice again. Did you hear that? Jesus, Peter Brady, get over it already. <laughs> Am I just emotional? Is that what it is? Oh, it could be. It was meant to be just a funny little skit. wasn't meant to be any more than that, uh, but there was a little bit of backlash of some people thinking we shouldn't make uh, jokes about sexual harassment, and uh, obviously it wasn't meant to. Uh, it was meant as a play with Harry Carey, because if anybody knows Harry Carey, uh, he had a knack or a penchant, if you will, for saying things that probably shouldn't have been said and he didn't think anything of it so he was kind of like the archie bunker of announcers he would just say stuff and thought it was perfectly fine while everybody else around him just was like you can't say stuff like that so that's what it was meant to to play off of and the whole sexual harassment thing was actually used as a setup to tell the Della reese joke because we just thought it was funny so but the reality is apparently it offended some people and it uh, wasn't meant to be anything to take away from sexual harassment or uh, people who actually uh, have had sexual harassment um, claims. That's why we didn't personally name anybody or make fun of any of those individuals. It was just an in-general tongue-in-cheek thing. And if somebody was offended out there, then we apologize. That wasn't the intention. Well, I want to know why I haven't been sexually harassed. Probably because they know you're not going to do anything back. Oh. That's just my thoughts, though. <laughs> that's why I don't sexually harass you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and right back. We're right back into making fun of something I just said we wouldn't know, do sorry. anymore. Well, that's with us, so that's okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, obviously, we want to say thanks to all of our military civil servants. We're all over the world. You know who you are. Yes, Thank you so much. we appreciate you guys so much. God bless you. I got a little special shout out. That wasn't it. That was just a tone from the computer. <laughs> it was sweet, though. It, it was, though. My special shout-out is to Andrea Hollyfield. Okay. And the reason that that is a special on, on um, what's that, Instagram? Yeah. Now, I hardly ever use it. So on Instagram, her husband actually wrote me and said that she listens all the time. She talks about us all the time, and she makes him listen to us when they're in a the car. Oh. Right. But Andrea, thank you. He wanted to thank us for making her so happy. Oh. And I thought that was awful nice of him well, to do so that. Nice. So I felt the need, even though he didn't ask, which a good husband would have asked for a shout out, but he didn't. Even <laughs> though he didn't ask, I took it upon myself Aww. being the good husband that I am, knowing what you would have liked to give her a special shout well, out. Well, that is very, very nice. All kidding aside, your husband seems like a great guy and he took it up upon himself to to write just to let us know how happy you were and i thought that was a a great gesture that's a very cool hubby tracy do you want to uh, tell everybody about the itunes reviews this week sure we had a bunch and we want to thank you guys for all that um joey rich Dwayne 316 chair misfit gym city mama up cowgirl Duffy 40222. That sounds like a Louisville. Yeah, area. yeah I think I may know who that is. Oh, I think cool. it might be our truck driver out in, oh, in, uh, well, in Crestwood. But I'll, Kelly ahead. Cola Woman, Nika, Abby Pancakes. Love that name. And Kayla Mitchell. Thank you guys so much for your reviews. We appreciate every one of you. Abby Pancakes, speaking of Instagram, she followed us on Instagram months ago, mm-hmm. three, four months ago. 
And I remember I followed back, and she wrote back so excited, couldn't believe that we followed her back. Oh, really? And I was like, we just, you know, it's no big deal. And she's like, you're my favorite podcast. I'm so glad. you. I can't believe you followed me back. I mean, it was just such a big deal to her. And, you know, once again, it's one of those deals where we don't think anything about because we're just regular people. And I used to know a guy, his name was Fred Pancakes. And he told me that when I first met him. I go, that is not your name. He said, no, it is my name. It really was his name. He was a really fun guy, too. Really nice guy. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I'm just sharing that there's, uh, like, another person with the last name Pancakes, even though that might not be her name. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm guessing that's not her birth name. Well, I could be wrong. birth name is Pancakes. Okay. Uh, another, another quick comment. Up Cowgirl, you wrote in your review that you had written a story that I haven't read yet, and I apologize for that, but you're also a Patreon supporter, but I don't know who you really are. So I, I was going to oh. write you and have you resend me the story so I would know exactly who you are. But but based on the uh, iTunes name, I, I couldn't figure out exactly who you yeah, were. Yeah, write us so, so we can so do send your me, story. So send me a message. We like I said, it's if 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 you send a message to us with a story and we don't read it, it's only because we get thirty or forty a week, and it's hard to get all of them on. So sometimes we will ask you to come on and tell it yourself on the uh, Patreon listeners episode, which we just put up a couple of days ago on Patreon. And sometimes we will restructure it ourselves and redo it. And then some of them we just don't have time to get to because there's so many. But guess what? You need to send that back to us and we're going to do yours. Okay. I guess the. the, I want to know what it is. But yeah, send that to us. Like I said, we just we just couldn't figure it out. I tried and actually looked at a list of all the patrons, but there's actually so many of you now, which is a good thing that it's makes it hard to figure out. So yeah, and there's almost a hundred people on there to try to go through and try to figure out, you know, with a, with a, a pseudonym name, it just makes it tough. But that's where we are. And speaking of Patreon, we actually had two new. Yeah, um, Hallie McMahon. I think that's how you say it, honey. And Michelle Scott, thank you guys so much for supporting us. It really means a lot to us, and and uh, we're glad to have you on board. Yep, and Ninja's obviously excited, as you can tell. Yeah. I think he was trying to tell us how to properly pronounce your last name. Yeah, I hope I didn't mess it up, honey. Yeah, I think it's Haley, though. Oh, oh, Haley. Haley? I'm sorry, Haley. She only writes us all the time and responds to all kinds of stuff, but... Well, either way, I love you. Yeah, it's still print, so we really can't tell, but I think it's Haley. You're probably right, actually. But it could be Haley. Either way, regardless, she's an Alabama fan, so if oh, we mispronounce it, that's and I'm okay. sure I'm sure she's ecstatic today since they oh, actually yeah. made the playoffs that's when awesome. it looked the other day like they probably wouldn't. Yeah, so. good. All right, um, are we ready to get into these stories? Because yeah, honey, let's go. here's what we got: we got some fun stuff for you. Um, we've got the guys from Ohio, an interview with them on later. Uh, I will definitely put that at the end of the show because if you were offended by last week, you would no doubt be offended this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love these guys to death. You've heard me play their promo. You've heard me talk about them. I know a bunch of you have already started listening to them because yeah. you've wrote me back. And uh, uh, Nick and Rob, I absolutely love their show. So I wanted to have them on, and I told them, no holds barred. When you're on the show, I want you to be your show. That's what we do for all of our guests, by the way. If a podcaster comes on, I want them to showcase their show. I want them to let the listeners hear that if you come to listen to our show, this is what you get. So I don't let anybody hold back. But I will tell you in advance, like in this case, uh, there's some foul language, uh, a lot. 
and you know that's so that way if you don't want to listen to it or if, or if you're don't like language or if you don't like offensive humor that way you've got the heads up and you can shut off but we'll, we'll put it at the end we're also going to do our main story tonight or our, our only story tonight but it's a it's a lengthy one is the queen mary we had uh danielle from detroit on and she actually gave us we remember a while back we did a whole show of nothing but detroit topics she gave us the main topics for that and uh, we appreciated it and she actually had asked us about the queen mary and so she's actually the only listener we've got that's given us two topics that we've actually used on the show so Thank this is this is a fun topic yeah danielle's fun uh if you go for your patreon supporter go listen to her stories on uh, this last listener's episode i think you'll enjoy them she's really funny all right let's jump into this queen mary you know anything about it no oh it's a boat it's a ship <laughs> it's a ship well, is that correct? Well, uh, there's really nothing left for me to say. I guess that's about it for tonight. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a ship. So let's talk about the Queen Mary a little bit. I'd love to give you some background. The Queen Mary was named after Queen Mary. Ooh. Now, uh, <laughs> well, I'm, that sounds like it, it's a no-brainer, and it kind of is. But here's the deal. It wasn't supposed to be named after Queen Mary. That was an accident. It was supposed to be named after Queen Victoria. So what happened is that the the people who built the boat, they went in to talk to King George. And they said, hey, you know, we would really like to name this after the greatest queen ever, which was his grandma, Queen Victoria. Well, when he heard this, he just automatically said, hey, my wife will be delighted that you want to name a ship after her. And his wife was Queen Mary. And they really didn't have the stones to uh, to say, oh, no, we were talking about... <laughs> the stones? What the heck's that even mean? Balls, babe. Why don't you just say balls? Because we're supposed to be a family show. Well, everybody knows what balls is. If that sounded dumb, you saying he didn't have the stones. Most people know what stones is. <sighs> okay. Can I move on? Yeah. Okay. He didn't have the balls, people. He just didn't have the balls. <laughs> so anyways, so they ended up naming the ship after Queen Mary, just to save them a little bit of embarrassment. Queen Mary made her uh, maiden voyage on May 27, 1936, departed from Southampton, England. The Queen Mary was a little bit bigger than Titanic. Wow. Yeah, about 120 feet longer than titanic which isn't a ton but it is bigger than titanic and everybody talks about how, how big that, titanic yes was. i can't even imagine that is really that's really a lot it is was and it, it four decker um i think it's five. five okay i thought i thought it was four or five i wasn't sure that's actually the the one question i didn't look up mm-hmm. so oddly enough so the queen mary actually like i said it, it was bigger but it was also as far as luxury goes it was the creme de la creme mm, it was it that's good um it's not a food. You said creme de la creme. <laughs> you said so you mean it was... Um, top of the line. Top of the line. Top yeah. of the line. It had two cocktail bars, two swimming pools. It had a first class and a second class swimming pool. It had a grand ballroom, a squash court. Do you know what squash is? I do know what that is. <laughs> what? Why are you I looking do. at me like that? Then? I do. Squash. What is it then? I need what you have to ask me for. <laughs> Because I want to know what it was. Squash is when you do... No, that's shuttleboard. I don't know what squash is. And I think is. that's shuffleboard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what is squash? Squash is something like handball, if I remember. Oh, it's I like a racquetball, handball oh, type yeah. thing. I don't know exactly, but I know it's something similar to that. Well, finish describing that boat because I have a question for you. 
It also had a small hospital on it. Well, that's amazing. Yep. That's really good. So what's your question? Okay, you said there was a first class and a second class pool. Yep. So was the first class a big, huge pool and the second class was a sauna? No, I just think it was, uh, I think the first class pool just had a lot more amenities. Had a diving board? It was. <laughs> and the other one you just get to jump off the side? The other one just had seawater in it. It was all salty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the differences between the pools. But pool. you know, back in, well, how what year was this? 1936. So that, I mean, that's kind of impressive having pools on your ship. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I guess it was. I mean, have you ever thought about that? Well, no, because it's never came up before. Because I don't often think about ships. And when so I do, the Titanic didn't have that, right? I don't know if it had pools or not. I have no idea. But this one had two of them. Now, this is obviously the new benchmark for the rich and famous to travel from back and forth from the Atlantic Ocean. From the States to, to England. For three years, the Queen Mary was the grandest ocean liner in the world. Celebrities like Bob Hope and Clark Gable, dignitaries like the Duke and Duchess of Windsor and Winston Churchill all took... Man, I would like to have been on that. That would have been cool. I don't know if they were all on there at the same time. But that's still kind of neat, though. I yeah, mean. it was cool. So everybody, this was, this was like the place to be. Now, during this time, she even set the speed record... He says it's she because that's what you call ships. Yeah. That's what makes you. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> but she even set the speed record that was held for 14 years. Oh, and wow. Yeah, How fast did it go? Something like 30 knots, and I don't know what that is. I mean, that's sea terms. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is as far as like miles per hour or yeah. any of that. Probably should have looked that up, too. Thanks for pointing out how I'm lacking in my research. You are, you're week. slacking this week. <laughs> All that changed in 1939, though. Just three years after her maiden voyage, the Queen Mary was needed for use in World War II. Oh, and when they need something for for a world war, they just take just it. Just take it. All of her luxuries were stripped, and she was painted gray. A dull, camouflage military gray. Mm-hmm. She was the largest and the fastest ship to sail, in, in obviously out of all the military, because that's what she already had the speed record, so they nicknamed her the Gray Ghost. Oh. Yep. Interesting. She was used to transport troops and could transport as many as 16,000 troops at a time. 16,000? Huge. And I've seen pictures. If you ever get a chance to go to Google and just look up pictures of the Queen Mary, you should see what it looks like. Like, it shows the deck, and they're crammed. Person, It's like there's no room to walk, and it's just amazing how many people. It's like looking into an audience of of a Mm -hmm. concert, but they're all on the ship. Whoa. At the end of World War II, she was returned to her original glory. It took about a year, a little over 13, 14 months, something like a little over a year, but they pretty much put it back to normal. Oh, so just like that's it was pretty cool. And I, and I don't know if that's something the military does yeah. and they paid for that or if that's something I don't, I, that, that's an interesting question I was thinking about, but I did try to research that and couldn't find anything. Hmm. Because who is responsible? If they just take something that's a private ship and yeah. say, we need to use this for the military. Well, and we're I'm sure gonna the military, the government paid for it. I would hope now. so. You would think so. In 1947, the Queen Mary resumed passenger services and um, continued to do that for about 20 years, thereabout. But in 1965, which is, you know, about the 18 years later, really, but in, in 1965, air travel was kind of the way everybody was going back and forth across the Atlantic. Mm. So the ships that were all part of this group, including the Queen Mary, were starting to lose money. So what they did was they decided that they were going to sell the Queen Mary. They sold it to a group, and she departed on her last voyage and uh, arrived on Halloween, 
October 31st, 1967, in Long Beach, California, and that's where she's been ever since. Well, am I told she just been docked there? I yeah, mean, they turned it. They turned it in. It's a it's a uh, a hotel now, and attraction, a wedding venue, and oh, all that stuff. No, but it's, see, no, that, it's that's yeah, very it's cool. it's been docked there ever since. Uh, it's been home. It's got it's got three world class restaurants in it. What? Yeah. Well, good for them making good use out of that. So the reason you guys tune in aren't to hear the history story of these things. You want to know about the paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to spend some time talking about now. There are supposedly 600 entities that haunt the Queen Mary. 600. Okay, well, how can anybody come up with that number, I wonder? I don't know. Somebody counted them. And I don't think it's fair to you to criticize their okay. ability. I didn't see you try to go in there and rectify the situation and verify how many ghosts are there. I was four. <laughs> You're not four now. Oh. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> and it's sad that you were four because I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you something about what's going on. People have encountered dark shadows, ghostly apparitions at nighttime, and the scent of cigar smoke will often flood an empty room. Which is kind of cool, I guess, if there's nobody in there. It mm-hmm. kind of makes it obvious. Yeah. Invisible children... Um, like to laugh out in the hallways, empty hallways, I might add. And the spirit of little girl plays in one of the pool areas. And we'll get into more of that later when we start talking about specifics. If you ask any employee which room is the most haunted on the Queen Mary, they'll tell you the whole ship's haunted. The whole entire the ship. The whole ship. And Whoa. nothing but the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bunch of ship. It is a bunch of ship. Most will tell you that room B340 is the most haunted room, and deck B, where that room is, is the most haunted deck. Room B340 is no longer actually in service now because they've actually had so much paranormal activity, they just quit using it. Oh, you mean just that room? Yeah, just that room. okay. Yep. Uh, I know down on the, uh, the stairway, there's a stairway that leads from deck C to deck B, and there's a strip. Picture this. You got a long stairway and in the middle of it going down a banister. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like it just divides it in two. So one side people go up, the other side people go down. Yeah. At the bottom of the floor of the banister area, there's a strip of I don't know, it's goes on both sides of the banister, but it's more of a red painted mm-hmm. where the wood's more of a red color and the rest of it's a different color. And they say it's like that because so many people have fallen down those steps and died in that area that it was almost impossible to keep all the blood and stains and stuff from the wood of the oh floor. So it's just painted a darker color red, almost like a red wood. Why well, don't nobody know how to walk or what? Well, I mean, well, no, it's because people would be walking down the steps while it was out to sea. And, you know, they'd get a little bit of rough sea or something as they're walking down the steps and take a tumble. I'll so, tumble for you. Don't. don't. Please don't. <laughs> This is a culture club free zone. So let's get back to uh, 340. Paranormal activity in B340. There's reports of lights turning off and on. When people were staying in there, sheets were being pulled off of them. They were having, um, people were claiming to be attacked, scratched, angry voices telling them to get out. There's so many stories about why the room is so haunted that nobody can really pinpoint it, but we're going to touch on a few of them. The most popular is that someone was violently killed in that room. Hmm. 
Another story is that an entire family was murdered in there. And yet another story said that just a very wicked or evil person died in there and refused to leave. So that's kind of where we're at. That kind of sounds, I believe that one more. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the reason for so many different stories is believed to be because when Disney at one point in time owned this. Oh, they did? Yeah, and it was like an attraction Mm -hmm. for them. And they think that um, some people might have just made up some stories from Disney to just try to build the intrigue of the attraction to kind of create a buzz to get some, some people to come in. In spite of all the haunted stories, though, one HR employee decided that room B340 would be a good place for her office. Because of all the lore surrounding it, she decided, hey, before I come in every day, I'll knock and ask permission. And she did that for a long time. Nothing out of the ordinary happened whatsoever. But one day, she kind of forgot to knock and she just kind of walked in. She came in in a hurry. She put her cup of coffee down on her desk and she jumped right into doing her work. Her desk started violently shaking. Now, keep in mind, this thing's docked, so it's not out at sea now. Yeah. So there's that, that's not she's. It started violently shaking, and she grabbed all of her stuff, and she ran out as fast as she could, and she never stepped foot in that room again. So I guess they just had to move her office. Oh. The door marker for B340 has been taken down a long time ago, so if you're actually there, and they give tours and stuff at this place... And that's the only way you can actually get into there is through a tour. You can't get into that room now. And now they've taken like everything out of it. There's like a toilet that looks like it's 500 years old. I mean, it just it's a room that just does not get used. Half the stuff's been ripped out of it, the wallpaper and stuff. Aww. There's no beds or anything. So it's like a skeleton mm-hmm. room, basically. Well, I wonder if she had went back out and then knocked again to come in if that wouldn't. Who knows? I bet she didn't think of that. Who knows? I'm sure she probably didn't give a darn. Well, I mean, point. I'm just saying... But, so, they've taken the name or the, the number off the room. So, if, if you were there, just you walking know. around, you wouldn't, you'd have to know exactly where that room is to mm-hmm. know that you were at that room. Um, like I said, the only way you can get in there is, is to take a tour. So, if you take a tour, they will actually let you in there. So, that's the most haunted room, and that's some of the stuff that goes on. What's some other places that are haunted? The first class swimming pool area is another haunted area. Now, they don't use this pool area anymore. Uh, eventually... When they, I guess when they redid this, I don't know exactly when this happened, but when they redid this uh, ship after the military deal, I think they actually did away with the second pool. It just They just did something with it, and it's no, no longer there. Mm-hmm. And they left the first-class pool. Okay. So originally it had two pools, but I think after it was redone, it only had the one pool. And the reason I'm telling you that is because we told you briefly that it was haunted by a little girl, mm-hmm. and that little girl actually drowned... In the um, second class. class. Oh, the second class? Yeah, she drowned in the second class pool because it doesn't exist anymore. They think that this is why she's at the first class. So this little girl, they called Jackie. She actually um, drowned in the pool. I think she was like five years old. Mm -hmm. And they say the reason she drowned is she was held under by an invisible force. Well, that was rude. And they've had lots of other people claim that they have been held under by an invisible force also, but they've been able to escape it. Now, there was a murder, or not a murder, a, a drowning in the 30s in the in the main pool there. And there was another drowning in the 60s. So there's three different people that drown on this ship inside mm-hmm. the pool. And this being the, the main one, that's where 
you know, this little girl comes up to haunt, even though she supposedly died in the other pool. This pool is no longer in service. Why? Because there were so many different claims of stuff going on. People were scared to use it, and they felt like it was just a hazard, so they quit using it. Now, it's still there. It's empty. Uh, but that's actually what adds to some of the intrigue there, because the fact that it's empty, you can still, as you walk around in there, now, it's once again, this is something you can only see on a tour. But people have claimed to see that work there wet footprints around the edge of the pool, even though there's no water. You can hear a little girl laughing and, and playing and giggling in there. Hmm. And you can also hear water splashing, even though there's no oh, water. Oh, dude. Yeah. Wonder why they just didn't cover that up. I don't know. Many people think that, uh, like I said, that the, the little girl is, is, was the five-year-old little girl, Jackie. And like I said, the other people, we know who they were because, like mm-hmm. I said, one was in the 30s and, and one was in the 60s. Uh, one story is that you can see a woman in 1930s bathing suit uh-huh. uh, walking around all the time out in that area. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, She's it like, is. Um, today, guests report obviously seeing her. They also report um, a little boy that they think actually fell overboard mm-hmm. uh, around the same area as the pool, but he fell overboard and drowned. Aww. So they report hearing the little boy in there, too. That's terrible. Yep. The engine room and door 13 are what we're going to talk about next. Now, they say that the deeper you get into the Queen Mary, the more paranormal activity you get and the sightings increase. Mm-hmm. Deep into the engine room is a shaft alley, and there's a door there called door number 13. It's a watertight door that's used actually to seal off the ship in case of an emergency, like if it was taken on water or uh-huh. something, they could shut that water, wouldn't keep get it into it, and then you know keep it out, keep it, keep it from sinking. Well, what we do know is in 1966, there was an 18-year-old guy by the name of John Petter. He was near door 13, and as it was closing... He couldn't get out of the way. What do you mean? It squished him? Yep, it crushed him. But there's a bunch of different accounts as to what actually happened. Was he playing chicken with the door to show off for his friends? Was he given a direct order to close the door uh, because of bad weather? Or was he reaching for a wrench on the other side of the door and reach across it at the time that it happened to shut? Nobody really knows. I don't know why. I mean, this was in the 60s. You would think they would. But I I don't... but why the door shut? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There's a l- lot of like, different. So it's, it, it's, but it's an automatic de- deal. So, yeah. Um, but well, that's regardless, a way to go. the result was the same. He was crushed by the door and he died. Um, supposedly, John still patrols that whole area and you can see him walking in and around, but he always disappears when he gets to door gets 13. To the door. Oh, man. The hull of the, sh- hull of the ship is also haunted. And this probably stems from the uh, World War II accident. October 2nd, 1942, they were actually going from New York to Glasgow, Scotland. And there was a little ship in front of it called the Curacao. It was 20 times smaller than this ship. (laughs) So like a little dinghy compared to that. Yeah, compared to that. Yeah, but it was still a decent sized ship. And what it was doing was kind of zigzagging back Mm -hmm. and forth to kind of throw off uh, if you had enemy U-boats or something out there looking, it was trying to throw it off and keep it from... I don't know how that would throw off and you got this big-ass yeah, ship well, behind it. Well, I know. It, it makes know. no sense. 
<clears throat> but I don't know a whole lot about military and stuff like that, but that was the whole reason that it was doing it. We told you how fast the Queen Mary was. And during the course of all this zigzagging and the Queen Mary being a lot faster, it ran into the smaller boat and sliced it in half. <laughs> what? what? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how that's funny. I just, it's not really. I just pictured it. I don't well, know. you'll feel bad in a second. Oh, so, <laughs> sure I will. Several members of the 430-member crew were killed on contact. Others were thrown into the freezing water. Several were sucked into the ship's propellers oh, and died a brutal death. Oh. And due to the protocol, the ship couldn't stop to try to pick up and help any survivors. They had to just wait until they got to the next stop and report to the authorities. The British um, uh, military ships actually showed up two hours later. And many of the people that probably could have survived the initial Froze crash actually died of hypothermia. Oh, I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Of uh, the 430 crew members, only 99 survived. That is why the hull is so haunted, because all that happened right there. Mm. That's where it, the impact was. Uh, that's where people got sucked under the propellers. I don't understand why they thought that was a good idea to do that. Put that boat in front of them. I mean, apparently it's something that happens all the time. Hmm. So let's talk about some other deaths that happened on the Queen Mary. First, you got the first captain, Sir Edgar Britton. Britton, I'm sorry. He died of a stroke in 1936, not too long after their maiden voyage. 1949, senior second officer William Stark died when he accidentally drank acid that was being stored in a gin bottle. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with these people? Oh, I don't know. I don't that know. is horrible. So he thought it was gin, and he drank some, and it wasn't gin, so he died. Well, he- I drank gasoline one time. I shouldn't laugh about anybody. It was in an orange crush bottle when my dad was working on the car, and I thought it was orange crush, so I drank that. Did you did notice it wasn't orange, right? I Well, I was, like, really little. All I know was oh, I saw okay. a soft drink bottle, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> All right. One of the most horrific stories is about a cook in World War II. They picked up some Australian soldiers, and they apparently this guy was a little bit of a jerk, the cook. Mm-hmm. And apparently he wasn't a very good cook either because the Australian soldiers were so irritated by him that they pushed him into a stove, an oven, and burned him alive. No, they didn't. Many say that you can still hear him scream to this day. (gasps) And you hear a lot of clanking and stuff from the kitchen area, even when there's nobody in there. Well, did those guys get in trouble for doing that? I I don't know. That's terrible. Oh, my God, that's just horrible. (laughs) Another interesting story is that a visitor slept, uh, or had slipped, the steward some cash. And I don't know when this was supposed. A lot of this stuff is very vague, so who knows mm-hmm. how training this is. But supposedly he kind of slipped the steward some cash to find him a willing female companion for the night, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They stole his luggage and stole, not stole, like S-T-O-L-E, stole, S-T-O-W-E-D. They put his luggage away. Oh, stole, yeah. S-T-O-W-E. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want you to think I was just using bad. They stole his luggage. <laughs> No, I understand what you're saying. They stole stole his luggage away, and uh, they found him a female companion, 
And um, so they, they, these people went to sleep for the night. Well, the next morning, the man who wanted the female companion, he wasn't in the, the breakfast car mm-hmm. like he should have been. So they decided to go back to his cabin yeah. and see where he was. And he was not there. But what they did find was the corpse of his female companion. Where this gets kind of eerie is they couldn't load the guy, locate the guy anywhere around. They also couldn't find his registration information for the room that he had or his luggage, which everybody that was involved with that swore that they checked and stole his luggage away. But he just completely vanished, and the only thing left was a trail of blood and the rumors about what could have happened. He was a ghost? Who knows? But this guy was on a boat where he could have just got off and left. So that is the story of the Queen Mary. That is a crazy ship. Yep. And um, keep in mind, this is out in Long Beach, and it's available today. Oh, that'd be cool. It's really not that expensive. I kind of checked on some rooms, and some of the rooms out there are actually like 110 bucks a night. Oh, crap. That ain't nothing. Yeah, and they've got deals where you can get... Um, you know, pay a little more and you get breakfast and, yeah. and all that stuff out there. But yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. I wouldn't mind going out there. Yeah. Woo. So Tina, um, Tina Oler, this is, your, you, you love to go to these places out in California. There's your next stop. If you <laughs> want to go, since you've already been to the Winchester house and you've already been to Alcatraz. So maybe you can go to the Queen Mary and tell us what that's like. Yeah, that would be awesome. But don't, don't be a, Getting uh, stowed away or... I don't think they stole people away. They may. <laughs> that guy stowed away. Where did he go? Ah. <laughs> okay. So, we again want to thank all of you for listening because we love you. And I feel so bad about last week having that buzz. And I just want to take the whole show down and re-record it, but that's almost impossible to do at this <laughs> point. Um I want to thank John Upton for pointing it out to us, even though he caused quite the stir on Twitter uh, with Aaron Mankey and myself of lore. Well, I'm not of lore, but Aaron knows that. But uh, John actually pointed out to us the buzz. That's how we first heard about it. But he reported that on a a tweet that myself and Aaron Mankey from lore were talking on. So when he reported there was an episode that had the um, the buzz on it, um, Aaron thought he was talking about lore. And he kept saying, lore doesn't have an issue. And John kept saying, yes, there is an issue. And it just got back and forth. But John, just for the record, I wasn't saying you were complaining. I know you misunderstood what I was saying. I was just but if you tell somebody there's an issue, that's still a complaint, whether it's bad or good. Or, yeah, it's not a yeah, bad we, it thing. Wouldn't, it wouldn't meant as a negative. I'm glad you did tell us because we may have not have caught that three or four more shows down the road. Yeah, so, so I mean, I don't, you know, if that's the way you took it, I want to apologize to you personally on the air because that wasn't meant when I told no, Aaron that, we, that, you know, the person complaining was bad. I didn't look at complaining as a bad thing where I think you thought maybe I was no. looking at you as a whiner or something. That's not the way it was taken. Yeah, not at all. No, Thank I you appreciate again for it. telling us that. We appreciate it. So uh, what I want to do, what, you got something to say? Oh, no, I was just stretching my back. Okay. My back hurts. Um, I wanted to go ahead and real quick. We have another uh, podcast on our um, uh, Bompa Media Network that is an awesome show, and Tony Merkel is a, is a heck of a co- uh, um, host for the Confessionals. And uh, I told him I would play this promo for him tonight, so you guys could get acquainted with his show. Great. So just a couple of seconds here to listen about Tony's show. 
Hey, this is Tony Merkel, host of The Confessionals, a Bomb Pod Media Network podcast that brings you weekly interviews with eyewitness accounts of strange and unexplained events. From paranormal activity to UFO encounters to Bigfoot sightings, step into The Confessionals as we explore mysterious and real-life stories. Check us out on your favorite podcast app or theconfessionalspodcast.com. And many thanks to Hillbilly Horror Stories for having me on the show. I'll see you all on The Confessionals. Yeah, Tony Shuttle is is pretty fun, so give them a listen. Uh, I also want to give a special thanks to Tim Mullins. Tim uh, is actually from Texas. He's uh, uh, one of my favorite listeners out there. But he's the one, anytime you hear those little spooky little promos, like the three more shows till Christmas, like we did at the beginning, and last week was the four more, he does all those. And he yeah. did the ringtones for us at one point in time. And so he's awesome at all that spooky yeah, crap. Yeah, that's really good. And that is really creepy. Yeah, it's <laughs> really creepy. So, uh, and I don't think I've ever really given him the praise that he should have had on our show for all the little things he's done. So thank you, Tim, for doing that for us. Because he just does that on his own and sends us without us even asking. Thank so. you, Tim. We appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about next week's show before we bring on the uh, the boys from uh, Brohio. Next week's show, I don't know what the main story is going to be yet, but I can tell you we're going to be doing some rock and roll and the occult stuff. We're going to talk about was Jimi Hendrix killed. We're going to talk about a bunch of different um, rock and roll stories that we haven't touched on before that I think you guys are going to really like. Uh, The Almond Brothers. Uh, There's a cool situation involving them that I think you guys will get a big kick out of. So I know... Uh, I told you we're not ever going to do like a full show of rock and roll in the occult because you either love it or you hate it. It seems like it's no in between. But what we'll do is we'll do a, a main story kind of like we did with the Queen Mary. And then we'll tell you another 20 minutes or so of uh, rock and roll stories that I think would be cool. And I'm actually working on one uh, that'll be a little later down the road that is the same type of thing, but with country music. Hey! So, yeehaw! Working on that. But uh, that's that'll be in the future. And also, next week, we're going to have an intern in while we record. Oh, we are. That's right. Yep. Um, young lady by the name of Ashley wants to start a podcast, and uh, I told her she could sit in while we record. I'll, I'll probably make her get on the microphone. Yeah, of she's course. Got an, she's got an awesome voice. She actually has a perfect voice for uh, podcasting. She's got, Yay, like, the most perfect telephone voice and stuff like that. So, Dang, I'll have to clean the bedroom up then. <laughs> yes, she will. Crap. I did tell her, too. I said, just so you know, we record in our bedroom. <laughs> so that's the only thing that happens in here of any note. Um, For Pete's sake. If you ask Santa Claus, maybe you'll get your wish. If you've been a good boy. If I ask Santa Claus, I would have a better shot at just getting his cookies. Ooh. Well, I'm just saying. Don't you touch his cookies. Let's uh, let's bring on the guys from uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Brohio. I think if you're going to... look, once again... <laughs> There is plenty of language and offensive material, so if you don't want to hear it, I'm giving you fair warning. All right, I've been uh, waiting to do this one for a little bit, uh, mainly because I wanted to make sure the audience was prepared for it, and uh, obviously this comes with a disclaimer. We talked about these guys before, and I told you it was one of my favorite uh, new podcasts, still is, uh, but it's a little on the crude side, which is completely fine with me, but it may not be fine with all of you. So um, if you don't like crudeness, I will give you five seconds to turn the podcast off. Okay, I'm assuming you didn't wait the whole five seconds. So we'll go ahead and jump into this. <laughs> I, 
Bombpod Media obviously is the uh, the group that we're in. It's a it's a nice network full of some great shows. This is one of our newest additions. This is uh, Nick and Rob from the Brohio uh, podcast. Guys, what's going on? What's up, Jerry? Hey, how are you, Jerry? Oh, I can't complain. I'm just uh, waiting for everybody else to start complaining after the interview. Yeah, you're definitely. They're going to put your head on a, on a stake. We're going to try and keep as Christian as possible. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> hey, like I said, you know, and, and all kidding aside, I want you guys to be you. Uh, I don't ever have anybody hold back when they come on the show. Well, it's just like, you know, we've had the girls from, and that's why we drink. And we've had a couple others that um, have a tendency to get a little foul mouth. Dina from uh, Twisted Philly, and I want you guys to be you. So I mean, I'm not worried about it. It's my show, so we get to do how we want to, and. Uh, I don't, want, want, to you, I don't want you to put up the edit back. of this episode. <laughs> it'll be on I'm the still, it'll be on the very end. So if somebody wants to turn it off, they can. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad we elected for Skype audio because I am just I am asshole naked right now. Yeah, but there's nothing. We did the we did the video. Well, I was doing the video, so y'all don't see me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you. <laughs> You've been pretty jealous of me to see what I'm seeing right now. Like a, like a pale raisin. I know I get confused a lot for Brad Pitt, so uh, I can see that's I can, what it I is. See Easy mistake to be made. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about who you guys are. I mean, obviously, you've got a show together. It's the Brohio Podcast. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about how did, how did you get the name and how do you guys know each other? How did this start up? Ooh, well, we've known each other since we were like, what, 11? Sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. yeah. So how you do the math. Um we're 30 now. Yeah, 31. I was going to say, so, that's an important uh, number for people to do the math. They kind of got to have an ending number. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking, like, well, you can figure out how old just people usually are when they're in sixth grade. Don't leave the fucking math to me. <laughs> yeah, so we were like 11, 12. Uh, we started going to school together. Um, Nick did a podcast on his own for a while. It was terrible. I don't even want to say the name of it. That's how bad it was. I, uh, <laughs> I just uh, was a big audio snob, and I... We're both musicians, and I record myself out of my house, and um, I had the know-how, and I knew he had the experience, so we just, we talked about it for the longest. And the uh, the true story is actually, we met on a casual encounters out in Craigslist. He, uh, <laughs> farmers only. <laughs> yeah. I put some pictures up, and he called me, and he's like, I gotta have that hot body. And yeah. I said, well, if you can do a podcast with me for a year, we'll, uh. We'll get this thing going. It was just him in a flannel only, but you could only see the, the bottom of the flannel. is really just a dick pic, pretty much. <laughs> so you met on flannelsonly.com. Nice. Flannels only. <laughs> flannels only. What about the uh, the name uh, Brohio? How'd you come up with that? Um, We were just... We, we were, were slinging stuff. We were kicking names. And this was... I think this was the first thing Rob said. Yeah. Said, it, Let's it was, just call it Brohio. There was, there was, I think, a three. I think there was three that I threw out. And I said, this some shitty name and then brohio and then this um brohio is kind of it's it's not it's not a huge thing in ohio but it's it's been said it's yeah. a cleveland indian thing right yeah and i fucking hate the cleveland indians yeah so we're not we're not we're not we're, cleveland fans but i'm a reds fan <laughs> same but um it, it kind of it kind of stuck we both like that i think I, and we didn't want to think of any other ones and that's one thing people can't when they hear the name brohio they think well these guys only talk about ohio and our first episode, we did do an um, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which there's a lot of alien UFO activity there. Yeah, Wright-Pat ties to Area 51 with the Roswell crash. But so we are not Ohio-centric. We cover, I mean, we've done the Warrens from, um, 
you know, Edlerin, Conjuring, we've done Skinwalker Ranch, we've done Men in Black, we've done a lot of different stuff. We're not Ohio-centric. Yeah. We've done Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, John Benet Ramsey, Michael Jackson. That's a fun episode. Sex Demons, too. Sex Demons, too. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Well, let's go back a few seconds because um, you mentioned the uh, uh, Wright Patterson. And yeah. I like that episode. And to be honest with you, I wasn't real aware of what went on. Um, and, and here's what I like about your show. And I say this, and it's almost going to sound like a backhanded compliment. It's really not. I love it. <laughs> we can take it. When I listen to your show, I don't listen for the topics. I feel like I, I get the topics along the way. I listen for the comedy factor. I listen for the shock value of what you guys say. For I the mean, banter. Yeah, I mean, the, the banter is why I listen to your show. You know, if I want to listen to, and like I said, this is where the backhanded compliment comes in. If I want to listen to an episode of the Skinwalker Ranch, and I really want to know the facts, and I want to really get into it, there's probably going to be 10 other shows I would listen to before yours. Just you know, from the fact standpoint. But, I completely get that and understand that and respect that. But you guys add something to it to the point where, I think we talked earlier, there, there all these great podcasts did Skinwalker Ranch. I heard yeah. Pleasing Terrors did one. They're buddies of ours. And Not Alone did one. They're buddies of ours. And I think Astonishing Legends did one. They're buddies of ours. They're all in, in groups that I'm in. But when I saw yours... In my head, I wasn't like, oh, my God, here's the same story I've heard it. Because I knew it was going to be a completely different take. It's going to be a fucking train wreck, train wreck like right. everything else we do. Right. Yeah. So, but, I mean, it's, that's the whole thing is is when I look at you, it doesn't matter what the topic is. or I don't. It doesn't matter if I've heard it a thousand times. I just know I'm going to enjoy the episode regardless. So that's right. that's what I like about your show. So, I mean, like I said, it might come across as a backhanded compliment. Oh, but you know, absolutely not. It's like I yeah. said. You know, I'm I'm not going to go to Wikipedia to try to find you know my greatest research for a for a you know term paper in college. But right. it's a cool thing to go to if you just want some some quick entertainment. You're definitely right about that. Wikipedia is a fucking dark dark <laughs> hole, buddy. <laughs> we I mean we we try to do our best to kind of to kind of balance our subject matter and our comedic value yeah and then just you know us being you know being a team i feel like we you know we do certain things well together and uh, lots of stuff if you know what i mean <laughs> um and, and you know i think we we kind of try to focus on you know the the bro bro the, the bro, bro part of it where you know we we talk about our subjects but then we go on our tangents we're just a couple guys in a basement yeah we're just literally just Two dads shooting the shit. Yeah, this is our outlet. We have to be, you know, we, we each have three kids. Yep. And two hours a weekend, we get to just just fucking let it all go. Yeah. Like a big sloppy Taco Bell shit. <laughs> let it all go. And, you know, you touched on it, Rob. This is this is kind of the way I see the show. It's, it's like you said, you've got the topics, but then you go off on tangents. And it's almost like you, you, you have the topic just as a starting point to lead yeah. to the tangents. And that's right. that's the best part of the show. I like to I like to think of it as kind of like coloring. You know, the lines are there <laughs> for, you, for you to color in. But every now and then, you know, you're you're going to look away and you're going to go outside of them lines. That's that, that's that's what we do. Dude, you and, guys, you know, I, I I like that. I, I can respect I can respect shows that you know that stick to one topic and you know that shoot it the entire the entire time and you know just talk 
do the research yeah. it, and literally just give you the facts on exactly what it is. But I mean, it, it's been it's been done a lot. It's been done well by a lot of people. It's it's you know it's a good format. We kind of wanted to break the mold a little. We're bit. We're here to fucking trash it up. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. That's initially when when I started this show with Ricky. That was along the lines, and I think Nick, we've talked about this before. That was the, your show is along the lines of what I originally wanted to do here. And oh yeah, if Rob dies in a car fire, I'm definitely coming to get you, Jerry. You're 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 Ohio. Also, gold. also as we've talked about in the past. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll just pretend I'm not here. Yeah. But but in all honesty, this, this this is what I had envisioned. Your show is more what I had envisioned. Maybe a little more serious, but a lot closer to your show than what my show is now. Uh, but things happen for a reason. And, yep. you know, we, we ended up going in a different direction and, and, uh, I'm happy with the direction that we went, but, but you, yeah, you do, guys, I am you envious of your quality show. job. Uh, you and Tracy kill it, man. Yeah, we love amazing you guys. show. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, the checks in the mail, um, <laughs> <laughs> don't spend that $18 in one place and split it with your brothers. That's, you know, it just, I think you guys do a marvelous job, and I keep harping on it, but I really enjoy your show. And there's a lot of shows out there that are similar to your style. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Sofa Kings. You've got Last Podcast on the left. You've got yeah, uh, kind of my favorite, uh, Murder, if you want to go that route from the female version. Uh, the Girls from Annette, and that's why we drink. All those shows add a comedy element to the stories that they're telling you guys just seem to seem to put a different twist on it though that's and that's why i love yours and a lot of those shows to be honest with you i don't listen to i don't listen to the last podcast on the left and and uh sofa kings but i listen to your show and i listen to and that's why we drink because yeah. there is a different aspect to you guys and that's uh whatever it is the chemistry just works and um i, don't, I just like it and like i said it's it's beyond crude uh, and, yeah. and, and I, that's, that's kind of a pension of mine. I just, I like that kind of humor. And I mean, I know it's not for everybody, but it's definitely something that makes me laugh. And I've never listened to an episode where I didn't just laugh my ass off the whole episode. So. Yeah, at least once a week, someone will stop and stare at me for like seven seconds and just say, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, and that's just like, at work. That's not even on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. My mom did a lot of crack cocaine when she was pregnant with me. That has to, that has to be it. That's the only thing that. That I can trace this all back to. Well, that's I'd like that's probably a good thing. Rob said it was like coloring and and you know staying in the lines. It's like you guys half the time you're on the table and everything. You're not even on the paper. Oh, we're, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, my favorite, my favorite flavor, uh, my favorite flavor is crayon. <laughs> I thought it was Dick. <laughs> what the fuck? That too. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit of show. So th I think I think you guys have given a really good idea of kind of what the show is this this is a lot like the show but let's yeah. talk let's talk stories wise because you guys do actually uh tell some really good stories along with the uh, uh the little tangents you get on let's talk a little bit about right Patterson air force base as i try to do while yeah. i go and you just forced into a different direction um tell the people if they haven't heard it tell them some of the ties uh that that go into the right patterson with um uh out on area 51 Okay, sure. And just so you know, Jerry, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base was our first episode. So these people are going to go back and listen to Wright-Pat and say, uh, these guys fucking suck a dick. We, we may do a revisited episode on that one. It's, uh, 
it was our first episode, you know, we were learning as we were going, so keep that in mind if you're going to go back and listen to it. Um, but you know what, Rye Pat is, uh, it, it's kind of a local legend around here. It certainly it's, is. It is the, uh, the U- U.S. Air Force uh, Museum. You know, we have that going for us. Right. So we have the actual National Air Force Museum there. Um, but going back to with it being attached to Roswell, during the Roswell crash, uh, I think at this time it was Wright Field is what it was known as. Right. Um, after the um, spacecraft, or I'll the, just say aircraft. The wreckage. The, the alleged UFO wreckage. After it um, appeared on J.B. Brazel's, was it J.B., was that his name? J. Brazel. Brazel? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. After, after it happened on his ranch, after all the... Uh, you know, investigating and police work and all that stuff happened. The shipment was actually sent to Wright Pat or Wright Field afterwards. Yeah, it's the uh, at the time it was the biggest research and development base as far as the U.S. military, and still is to this day one of the yeah. it's the the forefront as far as uh, research and development. And they, I mean, there's so many when you go over there, there's so many fences and towers, and it it's just insane. It oozes. Um, just questions. Yeah. And I once went on the base with a, with a friend to pick up some kegs of beer. Imagine that. <laughs> and when you're actually physically on the base, there are vents that come up out of the ground all, I mean, all over the place. Every quarter of a mile, there's vents coming up out of the ground. It's because they have stories and stories and stories below Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which leads me to a story I told on the first episode. I did uh, security briefly. And one of my security posts was to work the Waffle House, and the airmen would come in in the middle of the night, and I would meet, you know, two or three a week, and a lot of them worked in the uh, security forces there at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and they all had a collaborating story. They didn't know one another, but they all had the same story, that there was a, a post that they worked on the base, and they would have to go five to six stories below ground to this lab, and their only post orders for... This post was to shoot and kill anything that exited the lab door at uh, Wright Patterson Air Force Base, whatever that whatever that may have been. But and that's in our backyard, pretty much. So it's it's pretty fun, pretty fun stuff. It's a really <laughs> interesting place. Um, there's there's a lot, you know, that you can you can delve into within that place. So the latest episode you guys did was on Skinwalker Ranch, and we. Have thought about doing that, but that's been done to death, and we'll eventually do one. But it, we're going to wait a little bit on it. But tell me a little bit about your thoughts on on all of your research that you did on what you really felt happened out there, or if you believe any of it at all. Well, oh my God, that place is a <sighs> is a complete storm of shit. There's so much going on there that see, I don't know how. I mean, I th- I think you. Are kind of the same way as me, Jerry. You're you're not necessarily a skeptic, but you like to have things kind of almost concrete, solid, put in front of you. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, and I, there's I like to I like to keep the door open. Exactly, but it can't be yeah. so far off the rails that I'm like that. That that's even foolish for me to believe, and I believe almost anything. Yeah, I, I do want to make that clear as well for everybody else that we're not um, we're not believers in everything that we preach. We're not we're not going to sit here and not. we're going to go over stuff that what we think is interesting, whether or not we believe it. We'll tell you, you know, if we think it's far fetched or not. Um, Skinwalker Ranch, there's just there's a lot of crazy, crazy shit there. Anytime you're messing with 
Indian reservations and yeah. Indian land, you, you you know you're kind of in for some crazy they're, stuff. They're in touch with a different part of the universe. And the thing about Skinwalker Ranch, I'm a firm believer in the fact that where there's smoke, there's fire. And that ranch is now owned by Bigelow Airspace. And Bigelow Airspace, they've, they hold contracts by the U.S. government now that any UFO sightings that are reported to the government, they're immediately forwarded to uh, them. Bigelow Airspace. And also, Bigelow Airspace has been given the go-ahead to arm um, aerospace vehicles with, with weapons. So think, uh, planes and ships that can go into space, they've been given the go-ahead to put weaponry on them, which I think is kind of cool. And the fact that they this now is essentially a lab for them, and that it's it's essentially quarantined off. There's there's guard towers. There's uh, government contractors that consistently uh, patrol the outside. I'm a, like I said, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think there's certainly something going on there. Well, no, I was talking um, actually earlier today to uh, Amber from Color Me Dead podcast, and she lives right out in that neck of the woods. Yep, they, yeah. those girls they they actually. Who was it? Was it whose husband was it that sent us? I don't remember who. I think it was uh, Ember's, it was Ember's husband, Quinn. Yeah, he sent us like a map relative of where they're at as a, to where like they're within twenty miles. They're they're really close, and it's it's insane. Like how I couldn't imagine being right there next to something that crazy. Well, I was talking to her about the actual ranch, and it's just hard to believe that all these different phenomenons happen in one spot. But she was saying that it happens in that whole area. It's not just the ranch. It's it's that whole area right. where, you know, these things happen. The Utah happen. Basin? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, I would love to go out there. That's one of the few places on my right. list that I would just kill to go go out there and see. And she said she's been out there and didn't really experience anything per se, but it was just a creepy feeling the whole time you're there. One weird thing, and it's not just isolated to UFOs and aliens. They have a lot of, you know, Native American ghosts that are essentially they're talking about being trapped in between universes and also one thing we didn't talk about on our show is there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings out, out there and they say that the Bigfoots are Bigfoots. coming are coming out of a portal a time portal there on the ranch and that's the, you know you have a lot of Bigfoot sightings in America but you never find a dead, a dead Bigfoot that's because these people are saying that the Bigfoots are actually aliens <laughs> and, when they fight, and then yeah this it. is not me. I don't believe this shit. This is what these people are are saying. You know what? I talked to uh, when we were at uh, Scarefest a couple months back, and and I ran into Steve Cole, who's a, a, a well known Bigfoot hunter, so to speak, from uh, Destination America. And right. I asked him his thoughts on people saying Bigfoot could be an, an alien, and right. he just went off on a tangent on why that just wasn't the case you pissed him off <laughs> yeah well i think it, i think he just wanted to prove his point but he i'm actually going to get him on the show soon i'm not going to spoil what he said but he does not believe in that whatsoever and he's right. got okay. several points to make that actually were valid points um right. and, and i'm going to bring him on the show one day and uh, here soon and and have him talk about it I, i'm just not a big bigfoot fan so to speak. me neither now i believe they exist I don't think there's. I think we're stupid and naive to think that something like that could could not exist, just like aliens. Yeah, yeah I I would never I would never say that something doesn't exist besides lizard people or my sex um, life. <laughs> but you know anything else, you know, creature, monster, um, crypto, you know, related. I would say there's a chance. It's unlikely or improbable, but I mean, there's. 
there's a chance. We don't know. Well, I know. I'm just not going to spoil. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. But spill the beans. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to a buddy at work about the Bigfoot being an alien thing, and I said, you know, man, they never find the carcasses of these Bigfoots. They just go back to whatever wherever they came from. And this guy is dumber than a sack of rubber dicks. And he looks at me and he says. Oh, you ever see people that find dead bears? And you think about it, they don't ever find dead bears either. Well, they probably they do. They just don't bear. have any reason to tell you about it. Nobody cares. <laughs> right, right. I mean, no who the hell you know that would be out looking for a dead bear? Do you know any forest strangers? <laughs> I, yeah. They just let them decompose into the ground. Right. Well, what uh, what Steve said, and I'll, I'll we'll share some of it. He said that a lot of these bigger animals, and it could be the case with bears, he said that when the bodies die that they ended up Usually the other ones will eat the carcass and they'll do everything, take the bones and, and do this yeah. and do that. one. So that was his reason for it is a lot of animals, bigger animals, uh, do. And I think he used that as an example is you don't find the bones for this and you don't find yeah. the bones for that because the, really big, bears the bigger animals be your do scavenger that. animals, you know, like your coyotes and your uh, buzzards and shit like that, which makes perfect sense. They're going to pick those carcasses clean. Yeah, and I think and I think that's you know what his part of his philosophy. So he had a lot more deeper into it than than what what I got into. It, but that was part of the philosophy that makes uh, sense to me. Yeah, so who he was just cruising around looking for someone to have sex with. Could you? He's probably hung like a Russian race. Oh, no, it's probably it's probably scary. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to that. <laughs> we got, guys, it's been awesome having you on, and and like Thank I said, you you, you, you really are one of my favorite podcasts, and uh, I'm, I'm glad it. I stumbled across it. I think Nick sent me a message one day on Twitter, and uh, I was trying to solicit sex, and you weren't you weren't going for it. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Just tell people how cheap you are. You just don't want to offer enough. So, <laughs> you know, I'm up for anything if the price is right. So yeah, as long as we keep our socks on, it's not you know, it's it's not gay. I did learn that when I worked in the prison. Nice, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, we started talking. That's all. That's how I found out about the show. And you know, it's funny. That's it's amazing the the shows that you can learn about just by Twitter, just by seeing yeah. a retweet or something like that. I, and there are so many great shows out there that most of us don't even have a clue exists. Yeah, just because really we just haven't run across true. it yet. Very true. Yours isn't one of them, but. <laughs> You gotta give us little people a chance, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I do love you guys. I'm glad you came on. I'm, I'm glad you're part of the uh, uh, Bomb Pod Media Group. Uh, yeah, we're super proud to be there so with you, man. There's a lot, a lot of good uh, um, shows on there, and then you guys are right up there with with the rest of them. So no big deal as far as uh, uh, helping you um, through the group because that's. You know that's what we do. We're we're there to help each other. That's what the whole point of this group is: is to get like-minded shows together, and you guys fit in really well. We appreciate it, man. Appreciate. It. Thank you very much for your kind words. Well, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget because it's it, it's, it doesn't come naturally. <laughs> the napkin from the strip club, but yeah. you wrote it down. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, guys, thank you so much. Tell everybody how to uh, find you. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Brohio Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at Brohio Podcast. As of today, Podbean is down, so none of our podcasts are available right now. So I'm going to call, call them tomorrow and tell them to go fucking fist themselves. You can check us out on f- Facebook, thebrohiopodcast.com. Shoot us an email, brohiopodcast at gmail.com. And if you're feeling generous, Patreon. Yeah, just Google Brohio, Brohio uh, Patreon. Yep, thank you. So guys, before we get out of here, what has been, I like to ask this, 
What sure. has been, since you started the podcast, your biggest surprise in all this? Just, I mean, honestly, people, <clears throat> I told you this earlier this week, Jerry, just connecting with people. These people call, they, they write us and they, we ask for listener stories and they give us these really intimate stories of times that they thought they were going to die or times they had a, a paranormal experience. And these people are so excited to reach out to us to give us their story. And sometimes people don't like to talk about things like that. And um, I know you, you get a lot of um, <clears throat> stories sent to you as well. But I, I just I think it's really refreshing to, to, to meet the magnitude of people that we are. And we're building relationships with people. We don't leave any message unopened. We talk to everybody that writes us. We talk to everybody that reaches out to us. And we... We like building these friendships, and I and just the warm reception of everybody. That's the warm reception is definitely what it would be. I was I was trying to think of something the same you know, along the same lines. It would definitely be the people you know that we've talked to, and the um, the willingness to just you know welcome us and to have the same people you know happy to see our episodes each week. There's and then then you know new people as we go on. It's there's there's nothing better. It's it's amazing that people are just giving us the time to talk about shoving Zimas up your ass and taking Taco Bell diarrhea shits. And I, it, it's, it's just crazy. Everybody's awesome. And just, it, that's what it's for. It's, it's all about the people. It's funny because y'all really have brought Zima back to life. <laughs> it's, it, it's funny. Cause Nick totally takes credit for, I'm still, waiting. Zima. I'm still waiting for that. We're waiting on a royalty still snapping, snapping necks and cash and checks, baby. I'm waiting for it. Well guys, I can't thank you enough for uh, the enjoyment I get from your show. And uh, awesome, uh, man, awesome. Thank you. And uh, I just want to say I appreciate what you do. And uh, we're going to make sure that uh, before it's all said and done, I, I think you guys will be one of the bigger. Um, and I'm going to say comedy, even though that's not necessarily the genre you're in. But I think you'll be, right. I think you'll be one of the bigger comedy podcasts out there within the next year. That means a lot, man. That means a ton. Thank you very much. You're great. All right, guys. I will talk to you soon. All right, brother. Thank you. Well, don't say you weren't warned. <laughs> uh, in case you heard the little click, that was Tracy trimming her toenails, which she apparently didn't think was going to make it onto the mic. And as soon as it made the loud clicking noise, that's when she laughed. <laughs> hey, it just seems I can multitask <laughs> while podcasting. So I bet there don't is... Don't be jealous. I guarantee out of, out of the hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, we're the only ones that have ever clipped a toenail... On the air. Oh, yay. I, can, I was the first one. <laughs> so, Sorry, folks, but man, it was bugging me. I didn't know. And you wonder why we're not on NPR. Um, what is NPR? Exactly. All right, guys. <laughs> we love you guys so much. We hope you had a good time. We hope you enjoyed it. We, we had a fun show, we think. Uh, some shows are a little goofier than others, and this was one of those shows. But um, hopefully you enjoyed it. So. Yeah. Sorry about the clipping of the toenails. Obviously, I want to throw in uh, the fact of it's Christmas time. Yeah. Go to uh, Studio Sweden Headphones. Buy some headphones. Put in the uh, the special code Hillbilly15. Save you some money. Um, you don't have to listen to that stupid song that I'm not supposed to make fun of, but I'm sure they would appreciate it. But they really are awesome headphones. I know. And every time I hear that song, which as soon as it comes on, I immediately turn it off. But that's all I can think about now. <laughs> <laughs> ever and i don't know I, I mean i'm thinking that maybe if you needed a christmas gift and she said and i don't know 
you know, there may be a certain store on a certain website, hillbillyhorrorstories.com, where you could buy people mugs and shower curtains and shirts and uh, what's that thing? Dove's. What is that? Dove, it's like a, a, a comforter type thing. It's like a cover for the comforter that's got Hillbilly Horror Stories on it. That's sleeping in luxury right there. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. I don't even know what that is. Well, that's okay. It's like a blanket. Well, then just say blanket. But it's not a blanket. It's more like a comforter type thing. Then just say comforter. <sighs> God. I don't know these. You're so unclassy. I uh-huh, okay. I don't know these big fancy words. You knew mug though, right? I know mug. <laughs> So, but anyway, lots of cool shirts. There's sweatshirts, there's zip-up hoodies, regular hoodies, um, you name it. It's on the store. Stupid Little kids, shower curtain. There's onesies for the kids. The oh, kids. Well, I was going to say, dude, if you're going to say onesies for the grown-ups, no. I was about to have Please, a if you're one of those people that wear those onesies, those animal, furry animal things you get at Walmart and stuff, please don't. I'm just oh, telling you. Oh, your sister wore one. And I'm telling her, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> because when people see the pictures of it... Um, in most cases, they don't think you're cute. They think, oh, my God, what is wrong with this person? It's not Halloween. Whatever. So, you're a hater. But if we had them with Hillbilly Horror Stories on it, I would gladly promote them. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we love you. We'll see you next week. I'll see you guys. Hope you have a great week.